Hello again, everyone, and welcome inside another edition of the Adam Jones Podcast presented by the Baltimore Banner. I'm Jerry Coleman. He's a five-time MLB All-Star. He's Adam Jones today in episode number 46. We will be joined by Orioles outfielder Anthony Santander, who's having a terrific season, as are the Orioles, of course. We'll also chat with the Banner's outstanding columnist Kyle Goon about the Ravens' season kicking off and some terrible injury news that we have to get to. Adam's going to tell you about his busy, busy week coming up here in Baltimore as he retires as an Oriole. And, of course, we get to your correspondence in our socially speaking segment where someone will qualify for an Iron Rooster gift card. By the way, we will be at the Hollywood Casino coming up on Thursday night for an Adam Jones podcast watch party, Hollywood Casino Perryville, starting at 6.30. Be there or miss out on a big event. All right, let's get to our featured guest, sponsored by Jimmy's Famous Seafood. He is the Orioles right fielder. They call him Tony Taters. We call him Anthony Santander with us. He does have an interpreter around, but we don't need an interpreter to speak with Tony Taters. And like I mentioned, with the interpreter, I mean, you seem to be more comfortable speaking with the media and even schlubs like us, or me, I should say, and former players like Adam on a podcast How's your English? How's it come along? Because I still am learning the English language and I've lived here all my life. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me, guys. Um, I mean, it's been a hard work, you know, uh, coming here with no English at all. Uh, we, we need to put a lot of effort to be able to learn, uh, communicate with the staff, with your teammate, uh, because we're an American, you know, uh, uh, it took me a little bit, my process, but thank God uh, I, I lost that kind of fear because that's most of the problem, like uh, be able to make a mistake when you talk and somebody laugh uh, or whatever you're saying. Uh, I think I, I lost that and that, that, that helped me a little bit to, to, to start learning, learning a little bit more. Hey, gente. Gente. Hey, um... I played with Wilmer Flores, and he told me the we. The, I just want to go with the English. He told me the reason how he learned English was watching Friends. Um, what did you watch any TV show? And that was his at bat music also. But did you watch any TV show, or did you take classes, or just put yourself out there and just start talking English? Uh, I do watch a TV show, uh, Two and a Half Men. That's my favorite show. Great show, though. That's a great show. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I pick up a lot of stuff from the TV show. uh, But I I learned uh, talking with you guys, with my teammates. uh, All the time, trying to pick up, like, three words each day. and, And after that, be able to pull everything together. I love that. When I watch you at the plate, I was telling Adam before we uh, started this thing, reminds me a lot of Adam's approach. Very aggressive, swinging away, never wanting to walk, it seems, which is fine. It's worked out well for you. Is that your mindset when you come to the dish? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have, I have to stay aggressive. Uh, something that I've been uh, getting better and I have to keep getting better is in, in my swing decisions, you know. Because when we are too aggressive, sometimes we, we chase too much. Uh, but yeah, I like, I like to make contact. I like to be able to put the ball in play 
hard to the middle of the field. Uh, I honestly, the, uh, early in my career, I didn't like to get to first base by walk. Uh, but I see, like, uh, right now, that's the game. You have to get on base a lot. Um, you, Mullins, Hayes, uh, you guys are the viejos in the, in the, in, in the team because you, know, you, you, came, you guys came in 17 and, and 18, and when it was, it was not pretty, and you guys grinded it out through it. How satisfying is it for you and for Mullins and for Hayes to be where you are now leading this young group of guys? And you guys are still Hovens too. That means young, Jerry. Uh, you guys are still <laughs> Hovens too. But what does it mean to you? Like when I was there, I was the leader of the team. Now it's your team. It's Mullins' team. It's Hayes' team. When we look at and watch on TV, your name is always there. That means that it's your team. Even over four. Your name is still there. How is it being the leader now? It's been amazing, you know. Um, like, like you say, and like we say in Spanish, is uh, we ate the green plantains. Now it's time to eat the the maduros. You know what yeah. we're talking about, right? The claro, sweet, claro, the sweet yeah. plantain. Um, I mean, that process was around three, four years, you know, uh, trying to learn how to how to play the game. Um, and right now it's been really good with uh, with Mullins, Hazy, and I that we have, uh, we, we can say we have a little more experience with all the process at the beginning. And the youngest guy, you know, right now, Ali, uh, Gunner, uh, those guys, Jason, Rodriguez, those guys look like they have three years in the league, you know. Uh, whatever, yeah. those four years it took us to learn how to play, how to be a a, a good team. Uh, it's looked like for them is they knew right away, you know. They get to the league, you know. They got a little bit of struggle at the beginning, but they figured it out. They make that adjustment quick, and I would say that's that's big big kid of, of success, you know, because uh, we only, what, three vetera Oreos, veteranos, only three. three. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, right now we, you're excited, you know, and so proud of this thing or what we're doing this season. We showed last year uh, what we can do, and still this year nobody believes in us. Um, right. But, you know, as a player, you just have to go out there, prepare yourself, and compete. And I mean, I'm so proud of this team right now. But how People fun leave. is it, though? No. How fun is it, though? When, no, when every day you guys go out there and play, beat people up, no one gives you any – no one says, oh, the Orioles. The Orioles. It's still the Yankees aren't good. The Red Sox are having a bad year. The Padres aren't playing well. The Mets stink. No, the Orioles are going out there. And matando everybody. Matando okay? everybody. Like, why don't, like, just saying, why not just give us the love? So, I'm saying, how much fun are you guys having every single day knowing that they don't care about us? Let's care about ourselves. Yeah, it is. It is fun. Uh, it is. It is amazing because we know, you know, we know they don't talk about us. Uh, and we, we don't care. Uh, we just show up to the field, like you say, prepare ourselves and, uh, beat whoever we're gonna face, you know. Uh, 
And we, you have to continue to doing that. Don't play attention, whatever they do outside. Uh, and yeah, man, just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, beating those things and uh, let's try to make them talk about us. Oh, I think they're starting to talk about you, but you guys don't pay attention to that. Just keep your heads down and doing what you're doing, Anthony. Now, first switch hitter uh, to hit 25 or more home runs since Eddie Murray did it. He's in the Hall of Fame, as you know. Do you prefer the left side or the right side? Do you have a favorite? Uh, no, I like both. <laughs> you know, I, I I have that mentality time 2016 that I almost I almost get rid get rid of get rid of it. I, that that word is tough. Get rid, get rid. of it. Uh, on my right side, uh, it was kind of tough. I, I, I didn't do it again. I fade lefty, lefty. And when I see that, I say, hell no. Let me keep doing switch hitting. Uh, and since I got the mentality just to say I'm the same both sides. You know, because that's a that's the most that that's a common question. Uh, which hand you feel more comfortable? Which hand you have more power? So I I, I learned myself to and the same. You know, just do my my health, uh, mental health. We continue our conversation with Anthony Santander, Orioles outfielder, here on the Adam Jones podcast. But first, let's salute our loyal, dedicated sponsors, including. Hollywood Casino, Perryville. We will be there this Thursday night for a watch party. And uh, it begins at 6.30, AJ. Be there or miss out on all the fun. Bring the items you want signed. Chris. Oh, that's a little shout out to uh, someone who may have forgotten a few things last time around. Adam will be signing autographs again. Hollywood Casino, Thursday night. But let's thank all our sponsors. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Charm City's favorite crab cake destination. Local sports fan? Experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate. Cheer on the Ravens with iconic live performances, an open bar, and mouth-watering eats. Can't make it? No worries. Bring the same food that caught the attention of the Food Network right to your doorstep. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones Podcast. And by our friends at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By Effective Solutions, your one-stop shop for commercial contracting. Everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration. 
operation. Effective Solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction, like leak investigation, framing, trim carpentry, insulation, drywall, painting, wallpaper, flooring, masonry, waterproofing, paving, tree removal, and much more. With a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality, Effective Solutions delivers every time. Buy G-Leaf Medical Cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical Cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. Man, sure smells like Royal Farms fried chicken. Best fast food fried chicken in America. You ever try it? Hey, you hungry? Royal Farms World Famous Chicken. If you haven't tried it, you don't know what you're missing. And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Let's get back into it. Our chat with Orioles right fielder Anthony Santander continues here on the Adam Jones Podcast. Hey, a lot of guys don't um, <clears throat> don't understand, you know, the conversations that go on, obviously, with the umpires, with catchers. And obviously now there's a ton of Latin umpires that have been able to grace the game, a lot from Venezuela, most from Venezuela, I remember, and then from uh, Dominican and obviously Puerto Rico. Um, how awesome is that, though, to see that not only are players coming, that like Venezuela is not just represented by the Pelotelos, but you guys get some umpires. And you guys, again, you guys might have futures or history, you know, history back home in the motherland. But how cool is it to see that, there's more diversity with the Latin umpires now. And you can you can go there and be like, oye, 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 fuera, fuera, hey, bajiste, hey, vámonos. You know what I mean? Sometimes you can be more comfortable. <laughs> that's good. That, 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 that's good. I think that we have like uh, three Venezuelan umpires and a couple of Dominicans. Uh, and there, there's a couple of guys uh, from in the league from they, they uh, know, yeah. Uh, but it's amazing. I wish, uh, I wish they were here when I didn't know the English that I know now, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, yeah. uh, I'm beginning my career. I want to say something. I, oh my God. There's no English, <laughs> no English. <laughs> but it's good, man. It's, it's good for, for those guys that they, they, they don't speak the language, um, they, they they have the opportunity to say something because you know as a player you get mad uh and at least you want to say something and if you don't speak the language it's tough um having those guys you and you mad uh, you can say a bad word you know sometimes <laughs> uh, it's it's good man and, and besides that i mean uh latinos represented here in america and that, that's amazing we, we feel proud uh or or country and Latin American, uh, it, it is great. I don't believe you've ever been ejected, correct? Correct. Okay, good. We'll hopefully keep that streak going unless some umpire does you wrong. Uh, I did want to ask you about the team. I know maybe behind the scenes you guys have set some goals, but Tampa's coming to town. You're starting this big four-game series. All eyes will be on Baltimore. Maybe the biggest series the Orioles have played this year the team that's on your heels, 
what about the way things have gone against the Rays this year? You guys have certainly held your own after trouble the last couple of seasons. Uh, just keep doing what we're doing. Uh, it's a large series. Um, we don't have to worry about nothing. We just have to go there and prepare ourselves and compete. Uh, we know there are pretty good teams. Uh, we also are a great team. Um, that's the beauty of this game, you know. Uh, anything can happen. You just have to keep that, that mentality and and prepare yourself. That's that's going to be good. It's going to be a really good series. I think it's going to decide uh, the division because they threw a game away. Uh, there's four games. Uh, but you have to focus on whatever and what we can control, which is prepare, play hard, and the results is going to be there. Hey, but the most important thing about that series is that my gente is going to be there on Friday. See, I don't want to mention that. Yeah. You excited about that? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm excited about it. Uh, my gente, I learned a lot from this guy. You know, and he always got my bag with, with Kirby. Always, man. Leave him alone. <laughs> oh, no. I want to hear a story. You got a story for us about AJ maybe that we haven't heard, Anthony? Come on. Uh I, I got one, uh, I think that was a play, I don't remember the team. Uh, you know, so the, the baseball have a book, and, but as a player, you always follow your instincts. Uh, so there's a play in the outfield, and then I follow my instincts that I throw the ball to the base that I thought that I have to throw. And I remember I get to the, to the dugout, and the outfield coach started talking to me, Trash, blah, 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 blah. You have to throw the ball to the other base. But, and John C. came right there and said, no, 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 no. He made the right decision. Just leave, leave the kid alone. Let, 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 let the kid play. <laughs> yeah, I remember no ways, man. You got you to gotta think for yourself out there. And Kirby, Kirby be tough on people, as he should. This is the game. And yeah. You, you want to win. But, hey, he made the right throw in my eyes. I'm watching the game, too. If you ain't got no chance, make the right throw. Yeah. Okay. Let's bring in Brandon. Yeah, let's bring in uh, interpreter Brandon, who wasn't even needed during this podcast. Yeah, we don't need him. <laughs> but I want, I want Brandon. I wanted to ask you a question that you're able to translate um, for just you know, for everybody. Um, how awesome, and, and Anthony, you understand this too. But how great was it for you to be able to represent Venezuela when you have such a historic history of some of the greatest players in our game are Venezuelan guys with Miggy and. Victor and uh, and uh, you know you go back to Miguel and Melvin Mora and the list goes on and on. And how amazing was it for you to be able to represent your country and you're hitting third? Hey, I start hitting seven. Yeah, it's okay. Seven. Yeah, in the early rounds, they see seven. you. They see you out in front. They say, "Ah, we're in the third. Oh no, yeah, third. Yeah, that was crazy. I never, I never expect that. Never." Uh, but like I say, uh, like you say, I mean, that, that was amazing. Uh, that was a great opportunity and I'm so happy and thankful we got to be able to put Venezuela in my chest, uh, uh, be in the clubhouse with those guys, Miguel, Atuve, Salvador, um, that, that was a, uh, great experience 
um, uh, unforgettable experience, you know. Um, and I mean, I would say that that's gonna be in my memory, my whole life. I mean, yeah. something incredible, man. Well, very cool having you on, Brandon. I just want to know, have you started to teach him Japanese yet? Is that next? <laughs> <laughs> that That's the next step. We're getting there. Hey, uh, you know, you know, always uh, with the interviews, I need my men around just in case. You know, so, sometimes <laughs> like, let's, I like the other day. I mean, we were in uh, Arizona and it was early game. And I literally just wake up when I got to the field and my brain didn't, didn't wake up. So they asked me some normal question that I normally understand every time, and my brain was black. <laughs> I don't understand nothing. So you see, that's why I got my men around. And that's why you need coffee in the morning, too, right? Yes, you yeah. do. <laughs> hey, we can't thank you enough. I guess the only Spanish I know, I'll say adios and uh, bueno, luck. I think that means oh. good luck happening. No, buena suerte, man. Buena suerte. Yeah. No, you don't know nothing. What they but say. No, I, mean, I wanted to, uh, but Brandon, we could redo all this, but I wanted to ask you, though, it's like, how awesome is it for you? Because we never had an interpreter. I never had an interpreter besides for um, Koji. So, like, the experience and the roller coaster that you're on to in this experience, like, the previous years, you guys weren't that good. The team wasn't good, but now it's good. So, how... How is it for you and your cell phone blowing up? Are you on TV more? Your parents probably, it's not just the players. Obviously, they get all the love, all the recognition. But you're on the field next to these guys on, on some of these times, some of these interviews on national television, and your phone has to be blowing up from this kind of excitement. I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy, and it's a blessing in every way. You know, these guys are a lot of fun to be around every single day. Um, you know, everything you see on the field is exactly what you get behind the scenes. Um, just a clubhouse full of great energy, a lot of really good guys. So they make work a fun place to to come to every day. You know, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And, and yeah, you know, every time me and Tony go out there and he goes, my man, you know, every time I get a text from, from my family and whatnot. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm just super thankful for all of these guys for, um, yeah, just making it a great environment and a great, great place to be at every day. All right, well. Yep. Now, now we can set you free. We appreciate it. And again, we're calling you Tony Taters. I heard Jimmy's famous seafood mention that first, and hopefully you accept that nickname going forward. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks for Thank being you. here. Both Brandon and Anthony Santander joining us here on the Adam Jones podcast. And AJ, he's been such a joy to watch. First time we've had a chance to have him on the podcast. Won't be the last, but right. trying to become the first Oriole to lead the team in home runs and RBIs since Chris Davis did it back in 2012, 2013. Mm -hmm. hey, he's, he's just, he's improved himself every year, every facet. He's, appro he's approaching 30, the even better years of his life and career. And it's, I, I love the maturation. He speaks English like, these are all things that are, are bigger than life, and he'll be speaking English the rest of his life. So I'm just amazed, and, and it's fun to see him out there leading and being the catalyst of this team. Um, I told him how proud I was of him at the WBC because, you know, when you get to represent your country, especially Venezuela, when they have a lot of people to pick from, you know, it's same with Team USA. Like, that's super prideful, and, uh, you know, he's, he's just special. The man is special, and I just love what he's doing. 
I love his swag on the field and don't throw him a fastball in. I don't give a damn how hard you throw. My favorite part was learning English on watching two and a half men as you yeah. said before that Wilmer Flores with friends. That is friends. fabulous. A lot of guys like in the minor leagues, they would watch shows out me being a black dude. I was like, watch Martin or something like that. Watch <laughs> and a, a lot of the older guys would watch in living color. Um, would watch uh, Red Fox and stuff like that. So each generation, you know, they had their shows that they would watch. But, you know, it they would tell me that it just helped them with normal conversation and make it comfortable. Because if you just start going out and having conversation in a different language, it's really uncomfortable, like, like Tony said. So it's when you can see interactions and reactions, because English is tough. And we use a lot of reactions and stuff like that. So uh it's 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 always fun to hear the stories and see what they watch but i didn't know two and a half men was in there but that's a great show it has a lot of a lot of stuff going on there so i'm sure he learned a lot of different uh different different connotations and things because well you invoke the name you invoke the name of the late great red fox and i grew up watching sanford and son and that has shaped my life you see exactly that's that's uh that's just aging you you know what i mean so that's all that's all it's doing You, just, you woke up speaking English. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I'm just not well. Barely. I wish I learned Spanish <laughs> and didn't, you know, pay that no attention in high school. Could have gone a lot further with not only the ladies, but baseball locker rooms, as I've said before. 100%. Bilingualness is good. All right, moving along to our For the Birds segment. And the birds this week are the Ravens we're talking about. We bring in Kyle Goon, Baltimore Banner columnist, back on the Adam Jones podcast. We're grateful for that. Kyle, you were at the game on Sunday against, of course, a Texans team that was beaten down by the Ravens. But in the end, the Ravens were beaten down a little bit by the injury bug, and especially J.K. Dobbins. I would imagine when you entered that locker room after the game, it was a bit subdued despite the victory. Yeah, yeah, definitely tamps it down. And, and you know, in week one, there's so much emotion and guys getting so much off their chest and have waited so long. These guys didn't play in the preseason. And, and then you go in that locker room where they have a double-digit win – and guys are just muted. Um, you know, people are saying, you know, just or Kevin Zeitler was saying, you know, we lost, a, you know, a great soul of the team, great energy guy. Um, Patrick Queen had a, a moment up on the podium where he almost looked like he was about to weep. And I think people just kind of feel for JK, a guy who was already torn in ACL, um, now to tear an Achilles, a really, really tricky injury to recover from. So just a lot to kind of sort through. And the Ravens, just a costly victory. A, definitely a lot more than they expect to pay in week one. So, I mean, obviously, you guys, you mentioned big blow, especially a guy who's worked his tail off to get back to this position. You're trying to get him, Andrews, OBJ, uh, uh, Lamar, all on the field at the same time. And it's just it's just been a tough battle, a tough go. But Again, when it comes to sports, it's always the next man up. And Justice Hill obviously proved that by scoring two touchdowns. He's my wife's client, Axis. Um, <laughs> but also, what, what impact is Melvin Gordon going to have now that, you know, taking him from practice squad, hopefully putting him on the, uh, the active roster, the, the growth, the, the, the veteranness, the, uh, you know, the career he's had, and, you know, what are the impacts of the running back situation? Because, you know, some things, it's always next man up in the NFL. Yeah, I, I really think Melvin Gordon could have a huge impact, honestly. And when you look at the two running backs that the Ravens have, healthy, um, you know, between Justice, kind of smaller, more elusive, maybe more of a factor in the passing game, and Gus Edwards, who's just sort of a battering ram, 
um, you know, a guy who, who just kind of is works with physicality. I think Melvin Gordon is something in between that. Where the one thing that was kind of dogging him in, in Denver was that he was fumbling, and he says he's he's gotten some his shoulder right. He's going to be doing a better job with ball security. Um, we saw some good things in the preseason from him, um, and obviously the Ravens felt strongly enough to keep him on. Um, so yeah, I, I actually do think that we'll see something. Uh, from Melvin Gordon, it's honestly just a position that um, you need a lot of talented bodies. And I think he can kind of fill a role in between the ones that Gus Edwards and Justice Hill already have. Um, An interesting stat came on during the game on Sunday, and it said that the Ravens are roughly 2,000 yards, receiving yards less than everyone else, basically, um, since Lamar's taken over the helmet red quarterback. Um, they also have need to show the winning percentage because that's the only thing that really matters at the end of the day. Um, but people are focusing on the offense and obviously the receiving core, OBJ coming in, the targets for him. I look at it as, as like, okay, well, he didn't have that many targets, but Zay Flowers was open. He's, go, he's got himself seven to nine receptions, like things like that. Like he's not open, but it opens up doors for everybody else. So tell me, explain that to, to, to the listeners about, you know, what's going to happen with these receivers because OBJ is going to be covered and other guys are going to have to step up and go and get their shine. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the first piece that the Ravens need to get together that you saw in the first half is the pass protection was was breaking every which way and Lamar is scrambling uh, for his life out in the pocket in that first half. And then they come out in the third quarter. They have that, what John Harbaugh called the settle down drive. And from there, they kind of methodically were able to, to pull away. But I think... When it comes to the, the targets, um, yeah, I, I'd definitely like to see OBJ get targeted more. Rashad Bateman targeted a little more. And, and we're almost not really talking about how he's coming back from injury, and he's missed a lot of time, um, a former first-round pick. But Zay Flowers, almost 50% of the passing game targets were to Zay Flowers, a rookie. And he had uh, – Adam, I'm sure you were probably doing some of those – uh, trying to recreate the joystick moves, the juice. I mean, doing some stuff that we all only do on a video game. Um, I think Zay is going to be fantastic. And I'm not saying he'll set any records or anything, but I think he'll be all over this passing offense. I think his and Lamar's reps together in Florida have a real connection, and Lamar is looking for him, especially in a game where the Ravens didn't have Mark Andrews, who's probably their best receiver. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully Mark Andrews comes back, but then, you know, I, I think Zay will have a huge imprint, um, and, and, in the weeks to come as well. And Cincinnati next week, baby, that's going to be, that's going to be fun to watch and see if the passing game takes some steps forward. Do want to ask you about that in just a moment, but I want to go back to JK and Patrick Queen because JK is entering the final year of his deal. Queens in a, uh, next year is the final year of his deal. Queen is in the final year of his contract. You talked about his emotions, but this guy keeps on playing. Didn't sit out, hold out, anything like that. J.K. took his time coming back, and then this was just terrible luck for him. I wonder what the future holds for both of these guys. Yeah, and I think that was the connection there, the emotional connection, because um, Jeff Shrebeck from The Athletic asked, well, you said that J.K. was sort of in the same situation as you were contract-wise. I mean, inside linebacker, another um, sort of devalued position from salary standpoint. And the Ravens already drafted a potential replacement for Patrick Queen. But I think Sunday you saw the value of Patrick Queen, the guy who got the first sack of the season for the Ravens, 
um, really drove the pass rush and, um, you know, was a really dynamic force with Roquan Smith. Um, and I, I actually think he's going to prove a lot this season just based off of how dynamic the offense look, or the defense looked rather uh, with him and Roquan in the middle. Well, you just led me into my next question about Roquan, man. He has lived up to all the hype. He was well-paid, represented himself in the offseason, already is asserting himself. We knew he was one of the best in the NFL, but he was everywhere last Sunday against the Texans. Yeah, he, he was tremendous. And I think, you know, he had, had a couple fourth down stops. I was pretty surprised D'Amico Ryan went for fourth down stops against uh, those guys in, in the Ravens. And um, they were not rewarded by that. Um, so, yeah, Roquan was a huge part of that. Uh, 16 tackles, I believe. Um, just making his presence felt with his physicality. Um, there's going to be some time, I think, for this offense to figure it out, even you know, going into the next couple of weeks against division opponents. But I think we saw enough evidence that the defense is going to pick up the slack a little bit. Uh, before we let you go, I would ask, I, was, I mean, when 2012, when the Ravens, obviously they've been on a roll, the Orioles became, uh, became good again and more relevant. How awesome was it at the atmosphere just as fandom? Obviously, football's back. We know it's fun. Sunday football is back. Nobody is important except the Sunday football teams that we root for. But how awesome is it seeing and hearing that, okay, and people pay, paying attention to the fans that what the Orioles doing, Ravens game, what the Orioles doing, to where like both – we're checking on both of our franchises now because we're both in it. Yeah, I mean, and actually they were playing Orioles highlights in the stadium. Uh, yeah. were, so that, I mean, as you point out, Adam, it's a great time to be a sports fan in Baltimore. Um, you know, maybe or maybe, maybe why I came back, who can say? <laughs> uh, One of the best reasons to leave LA. Yeah, but um, it was, it, it's a really cool thing. I mean, I was talking to my editor over the weekend and he said, when was the last time people had to choose what they were going to watch on TV between uh, the, the Orioles playing the Red Sox and the Ravens uh, playing the Texans and kicking out the season. So um, just really exciting times. Um, definitely the atmosphere was there. There were people at the stadium wearing Orioles stuff. Um, so the, the cross promotion, that's, that's really uh, where it's at. It's a beautiful sight, no doubt. Final thing for me for you, Kyle, is Cincinnati. We mentioned they're headed there on Sunday. The Bengals got their butts kicked by the Browns are going to be angry, but this is a team that's in front of the Ravens. This is a team they need to get by the last two AFC championships. Uh, they've been a part of it. The Ravens haven't. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure the Ravens are going to be really gunning after what happened in last year's playoffs and, and thinking about that. And, and, but man, yeah, they got smacked. Joe Burrow signed that contract, went to the stadium and got his, his butt kicked. So I'm sure he's out to prove um, his contract was worth it. But I really think the Ravens are going to pull their offense together a little bit, uh, especially on the passing game. I mean, they were so rough. There were so many penalties. Um, I think we see a lot of obvious areas for them to improve. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them come back and, and win another one in Cincinnati against a tough Cincinnati team. So the Bengals maybe a little bit more slow starting traditionally. They, they had a slow start last year. Um, and the Ravens are going to be looking for vengeance for last year's playoffs. He is Kyle Goon. Go ahead, Adam. It's what I'm saying, like, another. Listen, no, there's a question, but like, isn't this? And I was talking to my wife watching the game. Is we complained about every play in the game, but isn't that Ravens football? Like, you complain about everything. The pad, they didn't throw enough passes. 
this was bad, the blocking was this, too many penalties. They won the game. It's not, it's not pretty, but they win. Like that's that like that's Raven football, smash mouth, play good defense, figure it out on offense, and win the game. Like it's it's not gonna be the 30 to three beautiful scores like that. You don't get those with Ravens. You get some just head scratching wins, which at the end of the day, it's all it's about. It's about the W's. I don't know if I can put that better, honestly. Uh, yeah, it's the, it's the eternal conversation about the Ravens every year. It's like, oh, what's going on with the offense? How can they make the offense better? And then the defense comes out and flattens the opponent. And, every uh, week. Every week. So, yeah, I, I think you got something there. You're on to something. Game. Well, Kyle, you got a good dilemma. You got to figure out how to divide your time between the Orioles and Ravens as the Banners columnist. We appreciate you coming on, and as always, and we'll catch up with you again soon. You can find Kyle at the Baltimore Banner at BaltimoreBanner.com. Go out and read his column. Thanks, Kyle. And good luck on Friday, Adam. Thank you. Let's go beyond Baltimore, where Adam is right now, but not for long. AJ's coming back into the Charm City this week. How are you feeling as you get set to retire as an Oriole on Friday night at what should be a jam-packed Camden Yards? I know I'll be there. Um, I've seen that it was sold out. Uh, you'll be there because it's free. No, but no, it, you don't. You don't have to tell everyone that. I'm covering <laughs> it as a media member. It's, it's allegedly. I, I think it's it's the perfect way to go out. Um, it's I can't go out as a Buffalo. I think we I said that before. It's a line, um, but no. Uh, the the first time me leaving Baltimore in a uniform was not the most ceremonious for the fans. Uh, I think this is more for the fans. Obviously, it's for me and my family and friends. But as an athlete, you get closure when you when because you, you understand the business. Um, I think this is for the fans and for us, everybody to share, everybody to to um, to celebrate. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is, I, I sent the the thing to my wife about you know what's going on and stuff, and she was like, "This is really cool. You had a really good career there." And I'm like, you know, when you put it in perspective later, and I Connolly used to always ask me, you know, what about your career? And I'm like, when I'm done playing, I'll sit down and be able to look at it. And now I'm able to do that. And it's like, well, damn, when you put it in paper and put it in writing and you put the stats down next to the people and see the names, I'm like, oh, oh damn, I, I had a I had a solid run at it. You know what I mean? And it was fun. Um, but I played 11 of my 14 years in in the black and orange. And uh, that's that's who I'm always going to be known as. That's who I'm true to when it comes to baseball. That's who I watch uh, when it comes to, to baseball games. I'm in the Padres because of obviously where I'm from. Um, but you know, my identity is, is, is in Camden Yards and that's, that's, that's where that's, that's home to me when it comes to anything, uh, when it comes to sports, obviously, you know, I grew up there 22 to 33, I got married, two kids there. Like it's, you know, the city raised me and taught me a lot about myself and a, a lot about another city that, you know, adopted me. I'm from San Diego and, uh, my family, my mother who, uh, loved the city so much. She was there at every opening day. And uh, she, I wish she was able to, to join us Friday, but she's unable, obviously. But um, she'll be there in spirit. I know that she will. And, you know, it, it's the proper way to go out and let's celebrate. And I think the most important thing, though, it, it's coming at a, a good time where um, we're not trying to fill the seats. We're trying to um, put more notice that the Orioles are back and the Orioles are back in, to back to stay because – uh, I'll never forget September 6th, 2012. It was Kyle Rookin statue night. Um, we were playing the Yankees. We took a big lead. They came back. We ended up hit, 
hitting a lot of home runs to, to take the lead. But that night solidified ourselves at like, okay, everybody in baseball, we've been playing around with y'all all year. We've been competing. We're here, and y'all going to have to deal with it. And I think uh, the Orioles are proving that. But I think on, on, on September 15th, it's going to be a rowdy, rowdy Friday night, and it's going to be fun. And let's celebrate me for a little bit. But most importantly, let's celebrate those young Orioles going out there and putting a foot on people's throats because as a baseball fan, it's so damn fun to see. And as we mentioned with Anthony uh, earlier in the podcast, this series with the Rays is as big a series the Orioles have played all season long. You could argue this is the biggest series all year in MLB. Yeah, oh, big time. Um, unless there's, you know, a, a, a Blue Jays or Mariners, um, you know, anything with the West, that wild card, like, this is the series. Because this, you're talking about the division. Most divisions, you know, are kind of, in a way, kind of, kind of leaning towards being locked up. Um, but the East is still, it is it, still some fun to go. And hey, they can clinch a playoff berth. They can clinch a playoff so berth. Just clinch a playoff berth. That'd be great. I go out there and pie somebody. I don't care. I'll pie, man. I, I somebody. I don't care who it is. Okay. Um, I'm, if they do that, I'm pieing somebody. Well, that leads me to my next question. What is the plan? First pitch, speech, uh, Mr. Splash, pie guy. What's on the agenda? Yeah, uh, I'm going to throw a first pitch. Obviously, me and Mr. Elias, we're going to, and I think I believe uh, Angelos, sign a contract. Obviously, go through the formalities, shake hands, kiss babies, uh, hug it out. Uh, but throw the first pitch. Hopefully, have my kids by my side and, uh, you know, and, and just, I guess, have a nice big uh, ceremonial video and stuff like that of me diving and crashing into walls and hitting homers and stuff like that. And then, uh Watching a good game. Um, a, a lot of people are coming into town to celebrate it and just be able to good, see them in a, in, a, in a good capacity and just just feel the love in the room and uh, root on the O's. It's going to be a sold-out game, so the energy in the building is going to be live. Well, I will be there in a working position filming it all for posterity's sake and <laughs> enjoying some food and drinks as well, I'm sure. <laughs> in someone's skybox. Let's wrap up the podcast as we normally do with another edition of Socially Speaking. This is where we answer a tweet or social media post. We're on X, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. You can find us on all three platforms at Adam Jones Pod, at Adam Jones Pod. Please don't forget to rate the podcast. That's how you become eligible for a gift card from the Iron Rooster. And we tried to show you the way to rate the podcast. Play the clip. On your phone, go to podcast. Then type in Adam Jones. Now you're at the Adam Jones podcast. Then just follow us. It's free. And rate us. Five stars would be great. Now that was easy, right? All right. So Adam, this week via X, Carla at AllRack85 writes, Who's the one pitcher you wish you had an opportunity to hit against in your career that you didn't, obviously? Um, I, it's it's a good it's always a good question. I mean, this is obviously people in 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever years ago in different eras. But mine was somebody that I faced, but I faced it's two of them. I faced them at the very end of their career, so they were not who they who were they known to be. And that's Pedro Martinez and um Randy Johnson. And the third is is Roger Clemens because in 07, we played the last game, Roger Clemens' last start. I was with the Mariners, and I didn't play. And I'm just watching like, 
we're out. We out this. We out. Like, why not let a twenty-one year old get, you know, carved up real quick? But I, I would have loved to face those guys because obviously, the Hall of Fame stuff. Two of the three guys are Hall of Famers. Um, but these guys were dominant. Pedro being five foot ten, uh, soaking wet, one hundred and ten pounds in a velour outfit, with. Then you got the the big unit with plus this slider. Like you, these are the games most feared and some of the and the best. I would love to get in the box against him. I would love to get in the box against Nolan Ryan. He gonna throw you a fastball. I don't give a damn how hard you throw. You gonna throw me a fastball? That means you gonna you you gonna come after me. Hey, if I strike out, mano y mano, let's go. And he'll drill you, and he want to fight. So hey, buttons already <laughs> pushed. So like I would love that. Um, like it's just I would have just loved to face the game's best pitchers because you want to face the best competition and you know baseball has you know I've been awarded to face some incredible uh, Hall of Famers and you know I was I would have loved to face every last one of them if, if God would have allowed that. Well, I look forward to recapping your tremendous night on Friday on next week's edition. We want to thank our sponsors, as always, and remind everyone we will also be at Hollywood Casino Perryville on Thursday night starting at 6.30 to watch the Orioles. You can come out and be a part of it. We'll answer your questions. Adam will sign your autographs as long as you're nice. Chris. Care of it. I think Chris got the message. <laughs> the Adam Jones podcast is brought to you by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Charm City's favorite crab cake destination. Local sports fan? Experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate. Cheer on the Ravens with iconic live performances, an open bar, and mouthwatering eats. Can't make it? No worries. Bring the same food that caught the attention of the Food Network right to your doorstep. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones podcast. And by our friends at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. By Effective Solutions, your one-stop shop for commercial contracting. Everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration. Effective Solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction, like leak investigation, framing, trim carpentry, insulation, drywall, painting, wallpaper, flooring, masonry, waterproofing, paving, tree removal, and much more. With a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality, Effective Solutions delivers every time. Buy G-Leaf, medical cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. Man, sure smells like Royal Farms fried chicken. 
best fast food fried chicken in America. You ever try it? <laughs> hey, you hungry? Royal Farms World Famous Chicken. If you haven't tried it, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> All right. Thanks to our senior executive producer, Chip Franklin, for putting this episode together. Chip never panics nor stops telling baseball stories. Both are endless. Go out and subscribe to the Baltimore banner. Be real, be kind, and make sure to be back next week for an all-tell episode of the Adam Jones Podcast. Adios. Adios.